And we are joined on the line now by Nadir Token. Uh, Nadir, good morning. Good morning, Sakina. Nadir Token, of course, our analyst at uh, 27 for investments. Uh, welcome to the show, Nadir. Now, inflation slowed as expected. Um, we were looking at 5.8% year on year in November, and it's uh, from 5.9% in October. Yes, Sakina, you know, I think that's predominantly on the back of a weaker oil price as well as weaker commodity prices in general feeding through into lower food prices. So, you know, um, if we break down the South African CPI baskets, energy and um, e- energy and food contribute about 35% to the CPI basket, meaning that uh, significantly weaker oil prices, we're talking about 40% down from June, um, as well as weaker commodity, hard, uh, hard and soft commodity prices across the board is feeding through into lower food and lower petrol prices, meaning that uh, inflation is trending downwards again. You know, I think uh, the, 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 oil price decli- the oil price decline has been a relief uh, for many South African consumers. You know, we're talking about uh, inflation drifting outside the target band of the Reserve Bank of 3 to 6% um, somewhere into the, uh, the, the first quarter of next year. You know, however, um, the oil price precipitously fell from June. And even though we've seen significant weakness in the RAND, we're probably still going to see further downside in the petrol price because of the weaker oil prices. So, you know, um, weaker commodity prices certainly helping the Reserve Bank and making their jobs uh, a little bit easier. Um, given that they can delay interest rate hikes for just that much longer because inflation is coming in weaker than expected, meaning that uh, you're not going to see interest rate hikes for the foreseeable future. You know, that does help the economy because we do know that economic growth is at a pedestrian level at the moment. Mm. I mean, uh, we're seeing 1.4% for 2014, which is certainly not a good number. So um, interest rate uh, hikes uh, probably will be delayed further into the future, and we certainly see the Reserve Bank indicate that on the back of uh, weaker-than-expected inflation um, from inflation targets in the middle of the year. And uh, just staying with those numbers that came out yesterday, Nadir, uh, retail sales rose 3.4% year-on-year in October above market expectations and uh, compared with a 2.3% expansion in September. Yeah, you know, Sakina, I think that's definitely good news. You know, I think uh, despite uh, ESCOM trying as hard as it can to destroy the South African economy, consumers seem to be uh, keeping us afloat as as they always do. You know, we know that the South African consumer loves to consume. We know consumption drives about 70% of economic growth. Um, And the the positive numbers we're seeing coming out of retail sales, um, coming in ahead of estimates, is certainly going to help economic growth. But, you know, I think uh, we've got to put the number in perspective, Sakina. It's really just a recovery from a very depressed base because uh, as the striking season ends and as we wear off the effects of the strikes, we're seeing... uh, a lot of the a lot of the laborers starting to earn wages again, and you know just simply because of simply because of that effect, we're starting to see um, that we're starting to see retail sales recover somewhat. But it's coming off a really depressed base, so the numbers are somewhat distorted. And you know, given that economic growth is as subdued as it is, we should see retail sales starting to moderate again somewhere into the first and second quarter of next year. So. You know, whilst uh, on, on a flash data point point of view, it is a positive number, I think we've got to put it into context as well. And, of course, ratings agencies, Fitch and Standards and Poor's, they're expected to give their ratings on South Africa. Ooh, what can we expect, given what we've been experiencing with Eskom, amongst others? 
Yeah, you know, Sakina, I think this is this is really critical. You know, um, so SNP has us one notch above junk status, meaning that uh, if we get a further downgrade, our 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 government debt is no longer considered to be investment grade. Now, you know, there's been a couple of significant events since SNP has uh, last looked at our uh, last looked at South Africa's rating. We've seen government has come out in firm support of ESCOM, providing with a further 50 billion rand in essence. Uh, a 50 billion rand uh, uh, lifeline in terms of uh, acting as a lo- as, as a last line of guarantee for for uh, ESCOM debt. Um, that prevented ESCOM from getting a downgrade. However, it may have put the South African fiscus under more pressure. And number two, we've seen economic growth coming under significant pressure as uh, ESCOM do their wonderful things, and uh, we, we we continue to have rolling blackouts. So. You know, I think um, it's not looking good, unfortunately. I think if we don't get a downgrade from at least one of the ratings agencies, we're certainly going to see scathing remarks coming out with regards to the future, and we're certainly not going to see our ratings uh, our ratings outlook move to stable. So, you know, if we're not going to see a downgrade, we're certainly going to see more criticism from the ratings agencies. And, you know, South Africans wanting to see a better place, and as South Africans wanting to see our economy prosper, and create unemployment and reduce inequality and all those good things, I think we need to be as critical as possible while being constructively critical, you know, not just being critical for the sake of it. But, you know, I think ESCOM really, really has let the South African economy and the South African public down. You know, we're talking about uh, less electricity demand than we're demanding seven years ago. I mean, pedestrian growth of 1.4%, yet ESCOM can't manage to keep the lights on, you know I mean? That's devastating for things like foreign direct investment because factories have no certainty of production. They have no certainty of operation, you know. So what is the likelihood that, 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 that foreign conglomerates are going to come and open factories in South Africa and create unemployment? Well, you know, and uh, then to see, well, I, I think what compounds the problem is really, you know, when you have executive management at ESCOM coming out and, and the, the Minister of Public Works coming out and telling Parliament, well, you know, there's no energy crisis. We don't know what everybody is talking about. You know, I think that just creates a despondent public. Um, you know, I think, let, let's, let, let's call it like it is, there was particularly poor planning at ESCOM. I mean, you know, it's not like we've had phenomenal economic growth and, and the demand for electricity has grown through that. We probably should have built our power stations a long time ago. Um, and, you know, besides that, we have power stations which are critical to supply coming online three years late, if, if, if not more, and coming in 40% ahead of budget, you know. So um, due to contractors like, like, like Old Storm, et cetera, you know, not, not, not delivering on their promises. So one can only hope that ESCOM is going to recoup some of those costs from Old Storm. But, you know, all in all, I think the evidence is there for Mr. Matona and et cetera, and Lynn Brown, et cetera, to, to, to see that, you know, ESCOM is really crippling the South African economy.